Good morning, everyone. Could the technique of mindfulness help people manage things like the cost of living crisis? Well, there are warnings that cuts to mental health care provision could be on the cards. So the charity, the Oxford Mindfulness Foundation, has doubled the availability of free mindfulness sessions for anyone in the UK who's looking for support or thinking of trying the technique. Now, Liz Lord is a tutor um, It on mindfulness at the University of Oxford and is working with the Oxford Mindfulness Foundation. Now, earlier I asked her to remind me what mindfulness actually is. Mindfulness is this natural human capacity that we have to bring awareness to any situation that we find ourselves in. So it's the ability that we have to pay attention to things. It's the the ability to be curious about things and and to notice. That's a really general sort of uh, definition around it. There's lots more to it than that, but it is a natural human capacity. This isn't something that is out of the ordinary for everybody to, to hone in on and learn new skills around. What are the most common reasons people get involved in mindfulness or, or try mindfulness? It can be a range of things, Laura. It can be... Uh, simply to uh, enhance the lives that they're already living, to live more fully and to perhaps uh, refine some skills that they've already got. So particularly in areas such as, um, you know, it could be music, it could be the arts, it could be other things where they are, uh, it would be helpful to particularly tune into um, awareness. It can also be really helpful for people who um, have levels of uh, anxiety or depression that they want to have some agency around so that they want to um, perhaps do mindfulness skills as well as taking medication for these things and they want to help themselves to uh, yeah get a sense of agency around it. So you're working with the Oxford Mindfulness Foundation. Tell me a little bit about that and what you do as part of that. Yeah, so the Oxford Mindfulness Foundation are a wonderful uh, charity that work in collaboration with uh, lots of different institutions, mainly the University of Oxford, the psychiatry department there, and they develop and train the curricula there that's been particularly helpful for depression, uh, the mindfulness-based cognitive therapy uh, curricula that has been uh, used uh, very uh, and researched very uh, highly particularly by its founder, Professor Mark Williams, in 2008, when the foundation was uh, originally started. And that curricula has then uh, now been uh, broadened out to relate to not only recurrent depression, but now to helping people to flourish um, in everyday lives. So it's it's kind of just been a development over those years. In response, and, uh, and because of some of that research that was done, um, the NICE guidelines, the clinical excellence guidelines in the UK, um, brought mindfulness in as a treatment of best choice for uh, depression as early as 2004, actually. So if you went to your doctor with uh, recurrent episodes of depression in 2004, then a mindfulness course could have been, this particular one could have been um prescribed to you as well as your medication, either as a supplement or a complement to your medication. And not many people know that. So this is the basis that we're working with. The curriculas have changed over the years and developed for the general public. So, and in response to this as well, um, the NICE guidelines fairly recently uh, have now included mindfulness. And I saw some headlines about this just a few months ago, that now the the clinical excellence guidelines have been adapted to use mindfulness skills as well for lower levels of anxiety and 
depression. So it's not just the um, the more severe episodes of depression, but for um, but yeah, the, the lesser. You just talked about depression there. And and obviously we're going into Christmas. We're going into a a tricky period for many people. Of course, we're we're within a cost of living crisis right now. We're coming off the back of COVID where a lot of people really struggled. People lost loved ones. So how would you say mindfulness can help with those that maybe are anxious about rising bills and illness and job security and and they want to try and reduce that stress? Mm. Well, of course, you know, um, it's such a difficult time for people at the moment. And and therefore, you know, the mindfulness skills are not going to get rid of any of that for people. But what they can help people with is their ability to relate to these experiences a little bit more skillfully. And and therefore, on a mindfulness course, you would go through uh, different skills to, to help with this. And um, yeah, it's it's this ability that we may have to perhaps step back from certain situations so that we can get a clearer view of them for us to have that ability to maybe respond a little bit more skillfully uh, to situations we find ourselves in. I mean, how many difficult things um, happen when we react really quickly to things and and our ability as well. The thing that for me would really um, speak to people in, in these situations is the ability that we have to place our attention on things you know, where we place our attention can very much shape our lives. And, and you know, this ability we have to ruminate over things over and over again as, as difficulties arise is a huge problem, actually. And, you know, some of these skills can be really helpful to help us to step back from that, noticing this process of thinking, learning to, we're not trying to control our minds in any way with mindfulness. It's not a, a relaxation technique. It's not a, a way of, of avoiding or zoning out of our experiences, but it is a way of helping us relate to them uh, a little more skillfully. So I would say that would be the thing um, to, to say around, you know, if people want to have some techniques and skills to do that, then uh, the Oxford Mindfulness Foundation offer lot courses around this. And it's it's a wonderful um, way to, um, yeah, to learn more skills. And again, to, to feel that sense of that perhaps we've got some agency, some uh, ability for ourselves to help ourselves in these situations. Yeah, I was about to ask you there that the common misconceptions of mindfulness, because I imagine a lot of people, when they hear mindfulness, they might think, oh, well, that's meditation, I guess, or as you were saying, you know, mind control in, in a way. Yeah. It, it, that's not quite what it is. No, it isn't what it is. And some of the some of the images that you see around mindfulness and, you know, they, they're kind of a bit toe-curlingly cringy for me sometimes when I see things because that isn't really what we're, we're talking about here. The mindfulness skills are, are really specific skills. It's not about positive thinking. It's about how to relate more skillfully to the situations that we find ourselves in. And for all of us, I, I mean, I was a former uh, school teacher, really busy with a, quite an overwhelming workload. How can I, in that situation, really uh, help myself and, and, and be aware of the situation that I'm in and be more skillful around it? Um, you know, this is not an avoidance or a blocking technique in any way. We accept and, and are curious around what's going on. 
we can also find these cues from our bodies, you know, knowing uh, there's just been a fairly recent study um, brought out by Eric Lounce in America, all to do with uh, mindfulness and blood pressure, which if you're interested in the science behind this, it's so robust at the moment, uh, then that study is really interesting. It was on Twitter today, actually. I, I, that's where I saw it. And uh, and, and Eric Lounce is a, a wonderful researcher in America. And it was on, actually, it was on Good Morning America, I think, today uh, to talk about this ability that mindfulness has to help us to reduce our blood pressure. Now, wouldn't that be helpful to us as we go into uh, stressful situations? So it isn't blanking out, it's not avoiding, it is working with what we notice and our bodies can be such an intuitive place for us to notice. So for example, uh, if you notice yourself getting irritated, you might be in a conversation with somebody and you start to get irritated and you know that the next step is that you're gonna say something that perhaps on reflection, you might not want to say. So therefore, getting these cues from our bodies and noticing uh, what is actually going on and and how to then work with that um, and to be more compassionate around ourselves and others as we as we work in our relationships and other things so it's I don't know whether that answers your question or no, I think no, I'm just going to on there but. no no that's it, I hear and I'm, and I'm interested by that and I'm also hearing what you say about uh, being irritable with people's conversations and I can absolutely uh, <laughs> <laughs> empathize with that kind of feeling but um do you find that more people are are becoming interested in mindfulness since COVID? Is, is it been is it been rising the amount of people that have been getting in getting involved with the classes that that you and the Oxford Mindfulness Foundation put on? Yeah, well, just to say, the Oxford Mindfulness Foundation throughout COVID, uh, their their uh, ability to bring this globally actually to uh, to people through uh, the pandemic. Uh, was pretty astonishing, really. Um, and lots of courses, people were contacting the Oxford Mindfulness uh, Foundation to find out when the courses were, and lots of things were then done online, which made it a lot more easy for people to access the courses. And yes, certainly it was, uh, it's been a really um, interesting time. So what basically we are launching at the moment is the fact that you can come along to the, uh, I can leave a link uh, in a moment just to say we can come along on a, a weekday at seven o'clock in the evening or at one o'clock in the afternoon where we will do live uh, mindfulness practices. You will be taught by uh, qualified teachers who have gone through a really rigorous pathway um, and therefore uh, so two times a day these practices are offered for free and we're doing that in response to you know the, the cuts that are around around mental health and and especially for say organizations who are wanting to offer mindfulness to their employees uh, for whatever reason, then again, these, these um, sessions are offered for free. So you can just tap into and register and, uh, and come along and be taught by people like myself and other teachers who are on the Oxford Mindfulness team uh, who will be guiding these uh, mindfulness practices. Mm. Uh, for half an hour twice a day yeah so you, you were just saying that the mindfulness sessions that, that the oxford mindfulness has put on is doubled to help those who might be affected by cutbacks to mental health services um i just finally from you liz i just wonder there'll be i'm sure people that just don't get mindfulness and they don't they hear it and they think that's just a load of rubbish uh, and, and you'll maybe never change these people's opinions about what mindfulness is. And then you'll you'll have those people that have heard it, don't still really know what it is, but actually might be quite interested in it. So what would you say to somebody who's listening to the programme right now who is either not really sold on it, but 
going to hear you out anyway or somebody who might be teetering on the edge of whether or not they want to be involved in it? What would you say to them? Why, why, how would you persuade them to get involved in mindfulness? Well, the first thing is, you know, I'm not here to persuade anybody to, to do anything. And But actually what I would say is that I came at mindfulness as a quite a sceptic. I was teaching in a pupil referral unit for children out of school for lots of different reasons. And, and what... I noticed and what I then went into was the science behind it. It's it's really backed up with lots of rigorous science. So please do not think this is something airy-fairy. I am not an airy-fairy kind of person. Uh, it, uh, and therefore, these skills are really um, quite radical and um, and interesting skills to learn. And what I would say to your listeners is to just come along have a have a uh, think about it. If you're interested in it, come along and see whether some of these skills could be helpful. And see for yourself, you know, uh, would it be helpful to be more mindful and more responsive in situations rather than, uh, you know, sometimes we go, we have a gut reaction to things, uh, which, I mean, our reactions are there to protect us, obviously. But, you know, can we be more skillful and respond to things in a bit of a different way and, and be open-minded, have a go at them to see if some of these skills are helpful. Uh, the Oxford Mindfulness Foundation run lots of different courses um, and therefore, you know, you might just have you dip your toe in it by coming to one of the free sessions and you may then decide we have a three-week introduction mindfulness course that can be uh, really helpful just as an introduction to mindfulness uh, and then you can go on and go on and go on all I can say to your listeners is that once I kind of read a few things about it and started to do it for myself and noticed the uh, the impact in my own life mm -hmm. it made me think ah oh, yeah, this could be really helpful for the staff who worked at the place I worked at, for people who were, uh, you know, kind of quite burnt out and overwhelmed. Some of these skills were really grounded and helpful. So, um, yeah, what I would say was keep open-minded, have a go. It's not for everybody, but neither is running. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, neither is some of the sports that we do. Yeah. Um, but this idea of, you know, having mindfulness as part of a good, uh, healthy lifestyle together with good sleep uh, and good diet and exercise and other things. And uh, mindfulness can be part and parcel of uh, helping us uh, with some really useful skills that might be useful to us. So keep an open mind and just come along and give it a go. Liz Lord, their tutor on mindfulness at